Welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. This podcast will be a sharing of part of my morning routine as I prepare for the day with the Word of God. We will be partaking of Puritan prayers from the Valley of Vision, each day's morning devotional from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and we'll be reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the newest and, I believe, the most accurate translation of the Word of God. We will be following a Bible reading calendar that provides for reading the whole Bible in a year that was created by Minister Robert Murray McShane for his congregation back in 1842, and that has been a part of my daily reading for over six years now. Good morning and welcome to the Sunday, August 27th episode of the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. I am Wayne Floyd, your host. The Faith Comes From Hearing podcast is a humble member of the Christian podcast community. You can find us out there at christianpodcastcommunity.org. There's a lot of great listening out there, over 60 well-curated podcasts, wide variety of topics, definitely worth your while. I can guarantee you, you'll find something out there to listen to. I want to continue to point you at the next last link in our show notes. It is for the Vail Valley Baptist Church Give, Sing, Go campaign. We are striving to rapidly pay off our mortgage so that we can commence establishment of a Christian classic education-based school to provide a trustworthy alternative here within our community. So go ahead and click on the link. Pastor Jay has provided a very, very thorough description of what we're trying to do. And then we would ask three things of you. We'd ask you to pray for us. We'd ask you to prayerfully consider giving to us. And we'd ask you to pass the link along so that others can do the same. I also want to point out that you can see, watch us live streaming Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights starting in September. We are going to, we, we are live streaming um, our, our services. So um, <clears throat> our Sunday morning service starts at 1030 Arizona time. So you'll have to adjust for whatever time zone you're in. Um, and we'll be starting at 6.30 on Wednesday nights. Uh, you can find us streaming at Vail Valley Baptist Church out on Facebook. You can find our page there or at or at, at VVB Church on Twitter. We're also streaming. So um, we don't put that out there as a substitute for worshiping with us in person. But for those who are unable to worship with us in person, we wanted to provide that service for you. All right, well, with it being a Sunday, we're just going to be doing our reading for the day. So let's go ahead and open up. We are going to use the first day morning prayer this morning. It's called worship. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, we commune with thee every day, but weekdays are worldly days and secular concerns reduce heavenly impressions. We bless thee, therefore, for the day sacred to our souls, when we can wait upon thee and be refreshed. We thank thee for the institutions of religion, by use of which we draw near to thee and thou to us. We rejoice in another Lord's Day, when we call off our minds from the cares of the world, and attend upon thee without distractions. Let our retirement be devout, our conversation edifying, our reading pious, our hearing profitable, that our souls may be quick, quickened and elevated. We are going to the house of prayer, pour upon us the spirit of grace and supplication. We are going to the house of praise. Awaken in us every grateful and cheerful emotion. We are going to the house of instruction. Give testimony to the word preached and glorify it in the hearts of all who hear. May it enlighten the ignorant, awaken the careless, reclaim the wandering, establish the weak, comfort the feeble-minded, make ready a people for their Lord. Be a sanctuary to all who cannot come. Forget not those who never come. And do thou bestow upon us benevolence towards our dependents, forgiveness towards our enemies, peaceableness towards our neighbors, openness towards our fellow Christians. Amen. 
All right. On our morning devotion from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening for August 27th, uh, the text is from, no- wow, from Numbers 1411. How long will it be ere they believe me? Strive with all diligence to keep out that monster unbelief. It so dishonors Christ that he will withdraw his visible presence if we insult him by indulging it. It is true it is a weed, the seeds of which we can never entirely extract from the soil. But we must aim at its root with zeal and perseverance. Among hateful things it is the most to be abhorred. Its injurious nature is so venomous that he that exerciseth it and he upon whom it is exercised are both hurt thereby. In thy case, O believer, it is most wicked, for the mercies of thy Lord in the past increase thy guilt in doubting him now. When thou, when thou dost distrust the Lord Jesus, he may well cry out, Behold, I am pressed, excuse me, behold, I am pressed under you, as a cart is pressed that is full of sheaves. This is crowning his head with thorns of the sharpest kind. It is very cruel for a well-beloved wife to mistrust a kind and faithful husband. The sin is needless, foolish, and unwarranted. Jesus has never given the slightest ground for suspicion, and it is hard to be doubted by those to whom our conduct is uniformly affectionate and true. Jesus is the Son of the Highest and has unbounded wealth. It is shameful to doubt omnipotence and distrust all-sufficiency. The cattle on a thousand hills will suffice for our most hungry feeding, and the granaries of heaven are not likely to be emptied by our eating. If Christ were only a cistern, we might soon exhaust his fullness. But who can drain a fountain? Myriads of spirits have drawn their supplies from him, and not one of them has murmured at the scantiness of his resources. Away then with this lying traitor unbelief, for his only errand is to cut the bond of communion and make us mourn an absent Savior. Bunyan tells us that unbelief has as many lives as a cat. If so, let us kill one life now and continue the work till the whole nine are gone. Down with three, thou traitor, my heart abhors I'm sorry, down with thee, thou traitor, my heart abhors thee. All right. So I'm, I need some water here, and we're going to get started with our reading. Oh, better. All right. Uh, we're going to be reading Job 23, 24, 25, 26, and 27. Uh, we're going to be reading from 2 Corinthians 1, verse 12, through 2 Corinthians 2, verse 11. We'll be reading Psalm 41 and Proverbs 22, verses 5 and 6. So Job 23. Then Job answered and said, Even today my musing is rebellion. My hand is heavy despite my groaning. I'm sorry. I read that wrong. Then Job answered and said, Even today my musing is rebellion. His hand is heavy despite my groaning. Oh, that I knew where I might find him, that I might come to his seat. I would arrange my case for justice before him, and fill my mouth with arguments. I would know the words which he would answer, and discern what he would say to me. Would he contend with me by the greatness of his power? No, surely he would pay attention to me. There the upright would argue with him, and I would have escaped forever from my judge. Behold, I go forward, but he is not there, and backward, but I cannot discern him. When he acts on the left, I cannot behold him. He turns on the right, I cannot see him. But he knows the way I take. When he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. My foot has held fast to his path. I have kept his way and not turned aside. I have not departed from the command of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my portion of food. 
but he is unique and who can turn him. And what his soul desires, that he does. For he performs what is apportioned for me, and many such decrees are with him. Therefore I would be dismayed at his presence. I carefully consider, and I am in dread of him. It is God who has made my heart faint, and the Almighty who has dismayed me. But I am not silenced by the darkness, nor thick darkness which covers me. Job 24 Why are times not stored up by the Almighty, and why do those who know him not behold his days? Some move the boundaries, they seize and devour flocks. They drive away the donkeys of the orphans, they take the widow's ox for a pledge. They push the needy aside from the road. The afflicted of the land are made to hide themselves altogether. Behold, as wild donkeys in the wilderness, they go forth seeking food earnestly in their work. The desert becomes for him a place of bread for his young ones. They harvest their fodder in the field and glean the vineyard of the wicked. They spend the night naked without clothing and have no covering against the cold. They are wet with the mountain rains and hug the rock for want of a shelter. Others snatch the orphan from the breast, and against the afflicted they take a pledge. Those poor ones walk about naked without clothing, and hungry ones carry the sheaves. Within the walls they produce oil, they tread wine presses, but thirst. From the city men groan, and the souls of the wounded cry out, yet God does not pay attention to such offense. Others have been with those who rebel against the light. They do not want to recognize its ways, nor abide in its paths. The murderer rises at dawn, he kills the afflicted and the needy, and at night he is a thief. The eye of the adulterer keeps watch for the twilight, saying, No eye will see me, and he keeps his face hidden. In the dark they dig into houses, they shut themselves up by day. They do not know the light, for the morning is the same to him as the shadow of death, for he recognizes the terrors of the shadow of death. They are insignificant on the surface of the water, their portion is cursed on the earth. They do not turn toward the vineyards. Drought and heat seize the snow waters. So does Sheol those who have sinned. A mother will forget him. The worm, the worm feasts sweetly till he is no longer remembered. And unrighteousness will be broken like a tree. He feeds on the barren woman who does not give birth and does no good for the widow. But he drags off the mighty by his power. He rises but no one believes in his life. He provides them with security and they are supported and his eyes are on their ways. They are exalted a little while, then they are gone. Moreover, they are brought low, and like everything gathered up. Even like the heads of grain, they are cut off. Now, if it is not so, who can prove me a liar, and make my speech worthless? Job 25 Then Bildad the Shuhite answered and said, Rule and dread belong to him who makes peace in his heights. Is there any number to his troops? And upon whom does his light not rise? How then can mortal man be right with God, or how can he be pure who is born of woman? Behold, even the moon has no brightness, and the stars are not put in his sight. How much less mortal man that maggot, and the son of man that worm? Job 26 Then Job answered and said, What a help you are to the one without power! How you have saved the arm without strength! What counsel you have given to one without wisdom! What sound wisdom you have abundantly made known! To whom have you declared words, and whose breath comes out from you? The departed spirits tremble, under the waters and their inhabitants. Naked is Sheol before him, and Abaddon has no covering. He stretches out the north over what is formless, and hangs the earth on nothing. He wraps up the waters in his clouds, and the cloud does not break out under him, under them. He obscures the face of his throne, and spreads his cloud over it. 
he has marked a circle on the surface of the waters, at the boundary of light and darkness. The pillars of heaven tremble and are astonished at his rebuke. He quieted the sea with his power, and by his understanding he crushed Rahab. By his breath the heavens are made beautiful. His hand has pierced the fleeing serpent. Behold, these are the fringes of his ways, and how only with a whisper of a word do we hear of him. But he, but his mighty thunder, who can understand? Job 27 Then Job continued to lift up his discourse and said, As God lives, who has removed my justice, and the Almighty who has embittered my soul, for as long as breath is in me, and the Spirit from God is in my nostrils, my lips certainly will not speak unrighteousness, nor will my tongue utter deceit. Far be it from me that I should declare you right. Till I breathe my last, I will not remove my integrity from me. I hold fast my righteousness and will not let it go. My heart does not reproach any of my days. May my enemy be as the wicked and the one who rises against me as the unjust. For what is the hope of the godless when he is cut off, when God requires his soul? Will God hear his cry when distress comes upon him? Will he take delight in the Almighty? Will he call on God at all times? I will instruct you in the power of God. What is with the Almighty I will not conceal. Behold, all of you have seen it. Why then do you speak with utter vanity? This is the portion of a wicked man from God, and the inheritance which the ruthless receive from the Almighty. Though his sons are many, many they are destined for the sword, and his offspring will not be satisfied with bread. His survivors will be buried because of the plague, and their widows will not be able to weep. Though he piles up silver like dust, and prepares garments as plentiful as the clay, as the clay, he may prepare it, but the righteous will wear it, and the innocent will divide the silver. He has built his house like, a, like the moth, or as a hut which the watchman has made. He lies down rich, but never again. He opens his eyes, and it is no longer. Terrors overtake him like many waters. A tempest steals him away in the night. The east wind carries him away, and he goes, and it whirls him away from his place. For it will hurl at him without sparing. He will surely try to flee from its power. Men will clap their hands at him and will hiss him from his place. All right. Second Corinthians 1, starting in verse 12 through the end of the chapter. For our boasting is this, the testimony of our conscience, that in holiness and godly sincerity, not in fleshly wisdom, but in the grace of God, we have conducted ourselves in the world and especially towards you. For we write nothing else to you than what you write what you read and understand, and I hope you will understand until the end, just as you also partially did understand us that we are your reason for boasting as you also are ours, in the day of our Lord Jesus, and in this confidence I intended at first to come to you, so that you might receive grace twice, that is, to pass your way into Macedonia, and again from Macedonia to come to you, and by you to be helped on my journey to Judea. Therefore was I vacillating when I intended to do this, or what I... Or what I purpose, do I do I propose according to the flesh, so that with me there will be a be yes, yes, and no, no at the same time? But as God is faithful, our word to you is not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was excuse me, who was preached among you by us, by me and Silvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no, but has become yes in him. For as many as are the promises of God, in him they are yes. Therefore, therefore also through him is our amen to the glory of God through us. Now he who establishes us with you in Christ and anointed us is God, who also seated us and gave the pledge of the Spirit in our hearts. But I call God as witness to my soul, 
that to spare you I did not come again to Corinth, not that we not that we lorded over your faith, but are workers with you for your joy, for in your faith you are standing firm. Second Corinthians two, we're going to read through to verse eleven. But I determined this for my own sake, that I would not come to you again in sorrow. For if I cause you sorrow, who then makes me glad but the one whom I made sorrowful? And this is the very thing I wrote you, so that when I came, I would not have sorrow from those who ought to make me rejoice, having confidence in you all, that my joy would be the joy of you of you all. For out of, my, out of much affliction and anguish of heart, I wrote to you with many tears, not so that you would be made sorrowful, but that you might know the love which I have abundantly for you. But if any have caused sorrow... He has caused sorrow not to me, but in some degree, in order not to say too much to all of you. Sufficient for such a one is this punishment which was inflicted by the majority, so that on the contrary you should rather graciously forgive and comfort him, lest such a one be swallowed up by excessive sorrow. Therefore I encourage you to reaffirm your love for him. For to this end also I wrote, so that I might know your proven character, whether you are obedient in all things. But one whom you graciously forgive anything... I'm sorry, but one whom you graciously forgive anything, I graciously forgive also. For indeed, what I have graciously forgiven, if I have graciously forgiven anything, I did it for your sakes in the presence of Christ, so that no advantage would be taken of us by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his schemes. All right, Psalm 41. For the choir director, a Psalm of David. How blessed is he who considers the poor. Yahweh will provide him escape in a day of calamity. Yahweh will keep him and keep him alive, and he shall be blessed upon the earth, and do not give him over to the des- and do not give him over to the desire of his enemies. Yahweh will sustain him upon his sickbed, in his illness you restore him to health. As for me, I said, O Yahweh, be gracious to me, heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. My enemies speak evil against me, when will he die and his name perish? And when he comes to see me he speaks worthlessness, his heart gathers wickedness to itself. When he goes outside, he speaks it. All who hate me whisper together against me. Against me they devise for me calamity, saying, A vile thing is poured out upon him, that when he lies down he will not rise up again. Even my close friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. But you, O Yahweh, be gracious to me and raise me up, that I may repay them. By this I know that you delight in me, because my enemy makes no shout and triumph over me. As for me, you uphold me in my integrity, and you make me stand firm in your presence forever. Blessed be Yahweh, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. Finally, Proverbs 22, verses 5 and 6. Thorns and snares are in the way of the crooked. He who keeps his soul will be far from them. Train up a child according to his way. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. All right, well, that is our reading for the day, our evening devotion. The text for it is from Psalm 31.5. Into thine hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. These words have been frequently used by holy men in their hour of departure. We may profitably consider them this evening. The object of the faithful man's solicitude in life and death is not his body or his estate, but his spirit. This is his choice treasure. If this be safe, all is well. What is this mortal state compared with the soul? The believer commits his soul to the hand of his God. It came from him. It is, uh, it is his own. He has aforetime sustained it. He is able to keep it, and it is most fit that he should receive it. 
all things are safe in Jehovah's hands that we entrust to the Lord will will be secure, both now and in that day of days toward which we are hastening. It is peaceful living and glorious dying to repose in the care of heaven. At all times we should commit our all to Jesus' faithful hand. Then, though life may hang on a thread and adversities may multiply at the sands of the sea, our souls shall dwell at ease and delight itself in quiet resting places. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. Redemption is a solid basis for confidence. David had not known Calvary as we have done, but temporal redemption cheered him, and shall not eternal redemption yet more sweetly console us? Past deliverances are strong pleas for present assistance. What the Lord has done, he will do again, for he charges not, he is, for he changes not, excuse me, he is faithful to his promises and gracious to his saints. He will not turn away from his people. Though, you, though thou slay me, I will trust, praise thee even from the dust, prove and tell it as I prove, thine unutterable love. Thou mayest chasten and correct, but thou never canst neglect, since the ransom price is paid. On thy love my hope is stayed. All right. Well, that is our episode for today. Um, I hope you have a wonderful day, a wonderful end of your weekend. If you haven't been to church yet, I would beg you to change your plans and go. Uh, you need to be attending. We, you need to be worshiping with the saints, not online. If, 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 if there's not physical disability or whatever that keeps you from it. Um, again, um, and I hope that, uh, I would, well, I would continue to implore you to do all that you do for the glory of God. And I hope to see you Monday morning. We'll get back into doing our Bible study and stuff. So let's go ahead and close out with prayer. We're going to close out with the first day evening called the teacher. Let's pray. Oh God, we bless thee, our creator, preserver, benefactor, teacher, for opening to us the volume of nature, where we, we may read and consider thy works. Thou hast this day spread before us the fuller pages of revelation, and in them we see what thou wouldst have us do, what thou requirest of us, what thou hast done for us, what thou hast promised to us, what thou hast given us in Jesus. We pray thee for a conscious experience of his salvation, in our deliverance from sin, in our bearing his image, in our enjoying his presence, in our being upheld by his free spirit. Let us not live uncertain of what we are, of where we are going. Bear witness with our spirit that we are thy children, and enable each one to say, I know my Redeemer. Bless us with a growing sense of this salvation. If already enlightened in Christ, may we see greater things. If quickened, may we have more abundant life. If renewed, let us go on from strength to strength. Give us closer abiding in Jesus, that we may bring forth more fruit, have a deeper sense of our obligations to him, that we may surrender all, have a fuller joy, that we may serve him more completely. And may our faith work by love towards him who died, towards our fellow believers, towards our fellow men. Amen. All right, again, I hope you have yourself a wonderful day. And uh, I hope to, again, I hope to see you tomorrow morning. Have a good one. God bless.